1: When I go to Sacramento, I will pump up Sacramento. Sacramento. Sacramento.
2: Some say the news is fake. Others say it's real. These two don't have the time to check. Instead, Turner Sparks and Michael Ira Kaplan turn to comics stationed around the globe to be their eyewitness reporters so that you can know what's really going on. This is Lost in America. All right, everybody, welcome to Lost in America, episode 210. My name's Turner Sparks. And I am Cap in America. You can find me, a healthy Cap in America. You can find yes. me at turnersparks.com. You can find Cap in America at Cap in America on Instagram. This show is at Lost in America Pod and uh, on Instagram, also lost in we're putting on Twitter. up new videos. All the time. Oh, yeah. Lost in America pod on just the letter in. Find me Captain
3: America on Twitter. I'm I'm ready to run. I've been I've been caged animal, ready to go. Let's go. Cap, all
2: right, hold hold your horses there, <laughs> caged animal. A couple of lessons. So that's what we'll Find us. Kaplan puts up uh, um videos of clips every single uh, every week, every couple of days of our previous episodes on Instagram. So follow us on Instagram, Kaplan. Most importantly, well, second most importantly, but second most importantly is our Patreon page, Cap. Yeah. We go. This is the engine that drives the show. If you enjoy this show, if you want to support us. Uh, the best way to do that is you go to patreon.com slash lost in America and you for $5 a month, you can get three extra episodes a week of just me and Kaplan talking about our lives in quarantine. Kaplan's life this week in extreme quarantine down with coronavirus. Deep in the bunker, you got to hear the ins
3: and outs of what it was like to be in a, in a germ infested uh, isolation ville and trying to not infect my whole family. Find out how I did by tuning in.
2: Oh, there you go. <laughs> little teaser. Did yes. the rest of his family get coronavirus or yes. not? Exactly. So cap, we, and I should say we yep. did three extra, we had three episodes. You had full coronavirus and we still banged out three episodes. That's how much we love our Patreon subscribers. So for I- $5 a month, not only do you get those three episodes, but you're supporting the show. You're keeping, keeping us going over here so and we I- can have these great guests on.
3: And I should say, you really owe it to us to send us some money because I had people who said to Randy, we were going to send you something because Michael's got coronavirus. So when we heard the episode, he sounded pretty good. He sounds okay. And then they just didn't send anything. So no, we, we lost want- out on yeah. lots of fruit baskets and all sorts of things I was supposed to get because of my commitment to the job. So you got to become our
2: patreons, Make up for it, guys. Skip the fruit <laughs> basket. Nobody Skip wants a fruit <laughs> basket. Just subscribe to our Patreon yeah. page. If you want to help Kaplan, yeah, give him money through that for $10 a month. And Kaplan, you're wearing the shirt now for our people watching it on YouTube. Uh, You get for $10 a month, you get those three episodes a week from Kaplan and I doing a full throttle comedy show. Plus, you get a Lost in America t-shirt commemorating the time a couple months ago when we went to number one in the great country of Armenia.
3: Number one in Armenia. I also have a coffee mug. You can get that on our merch store. And I am just, I'm celebrating it nonstop here at this household. So I come join me. It's great clothes. Ruby Kaplan's got a shirt. We saw that on Instagram yesterday. Everybody's enjoying the merch. It's really comfortable, quality stuff here.
2: And I don't know how many of those we have left, but once we sell out of those, we've been to number one in Chile recently. We were we number one in to-
3: Pakistan, I saw on the charts. I yes. got, a, I got a, a telegram about that from the Czech manager. Re-
2: Czech Republic, we went to the number one. Um, and I feel like, oh, Albania yesterday, which I don't know, we've never done an episode we about We just might have
3: to print one t-shirt, number one in and, and list all of those. We oh, can't like
2: leave- a tour, like a band, a like a shirt. Megadeth tour. <laughs> and then on the back, it has all the countries we went to. We'll go
3: alphabetical in. order, I guess, Albania, Chile. Yeah. All right.
2: On the right, let's get to today, yeah. on the podcast. Today, we have coming back joining us uh, again is uh, uh, Naveed Mabub from Bangladesh. Kaplan, we're having him on today so we can talk yeah. about. Here's the thing: they're they it's a country that floods, I think they said 25% of the country flooded in the uh, last year in the last flood season. So, what they've started doing, what made me interested in this, is they've started adapting. To that, as opposed to, well, I guess they've tried building walls. You know, we always think, well, Miami, sure, Miami's going to flood sometime, but we just build a big wall. And that'll we build levee The
3: rich people build homes up on stilts or something, and they don't worry about it, right? That's yeah,
2: the, that'll 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 do that'll it do for it. us. Uh, if we build a wall, that'll it'll it'll keep the water out. Well, walls don't work, as uh, hmm. our president has found out, and neither <laughs> and they don't for water either. So, um, Bangladesh has all these other ways of not fighting against the water it seems because water is an inevitability i from what i can tell in bangladesh it's going to fill us in it rains a lot there right, and it's going to yeah flood season and that's going to be an an invalid in, what did i say inevitability the, for the rest of climate change climate
3: change is happening we we at this we believe in science in this pod as people like to smugly say right
2: so the, exactly <laughs> so this is almost a look to the future to our future what are they doing in bangladesh what are they doing right in terms of dealing with the water as opposed to blocking the water that we could be doing in the future. What can we learn, Cap?
3: Right, because it's got to be about us, right? And, you know, it's always about us. And we, I know I live here in Long Island City. I'm on the water and I'm in a penthouse. So I want to know, does a penthouse make me safe? Does it rise above? Am I okay? But the rest of the neighborhood could be gone. So yeah, we need to learn like, this is basically the future, like you said to me, Of this is the the climate change future. We're looking ahead a little bit, looking at Bangladesh now is how I understand it. So we're exactly. When, and as you it.
2: said, we all want to know, you know, when you got coronavirus last week, we spent all three of those episodes finding out what you did wrong yes. so we could know if we were going to get coronavirus. we were most interested in ourselves the same way. We want to know about Bangladesh, but re- so we can see what the future looks like. Because so, we now, did v- such a
3: good job with New
2: Orleans that we, we definitely, yeah. Uh, yeah. yeah, well, that was a real disaster in <laughs> New Orleans. So Naveen Maboob, we're excited to have him back on the show. He's been on the show before. You can watch. Uh, he does the Naveen Maboob show. It's, ba- it's Bangladesh's late night show. Think of like the David Letterman show, uh, uh, Jay Leno. I don't know any of the people who are on now. Jimmy Kimmel, that's, Jimmy he's on, Kimmel, right? Jimmy Fallon. Jimmy Fallon. It's one of those, it's on the CBS of Bangladesh, but it's also, it's up on YouTube. So you can watch it on YouTube. It's like Colbert. Um, you can check him out at ComedianNaveedMahbub, naveedmahbu dot com. And this is also amazing. He was the winner of the 2007 uh, Las Vegas Comedy Festival, which is pretty amazing. That's pretty hard to do. Welcome to the show, Naveed. How are you, my friend?
1: Um, I'm doing really well. How are you? Good to see you, both of you.
2: Great to see you too. Good Glad you. Yeah. you're coming to us. You were just telling us off air from your studio where you record the Naveed Maboob show, right?
1: I do. And uh, as you said, I'm actually known as the poor man's Jimmy Kimmel over here because the <laughs> budget of the show, I keep saying that the budget of the show is probably less than the coffee budget of Jimmy Kimmel. But this <laughs> is my studio because of COVID. I'm, I've been holed up over here for the last nine months and I've, I've turned this, my home into a studio and I'm recording. I am my, my daughters are the camera people. They record the show. I do my monologue. <laughs> log. I, my editor logs in uh, remotely to the editing panel edits. We, we Google drive it to the TV channel and then, then they air it for a month That's amazing.
3: That is amazing. We've, I was watching the video. It's very professionally look, looking. So that's uh, a, yeah, Well, I mean, daughters. I do have
1: a prof- I see it's a professional setup. I don't know if I'm going off topic, but I, I mean, see, I've got three lights over here. I've got three lights over there. That's my cam One of the cameras over here, that's the editing panel. And this, this editor, is he's, he's top notch, but I say, you know, to stay home, just log in remotely. And this all padded up and oops, my camera's uh, sliding over here. I got a chroma screen in the back. So I can, well, this is not chroma. This is real uh, sleazy. It looks like a strip club um a strip curtain strip yeah. over here yeah so i just had this red thing over here when i don't want the fake uh background but i got a chroma screen so yeah so this is how i
2: uh record my tv show this is amazing i mean so cool and uh, obviously there was no good time for this pandemic to happen but yeah. 2020 when technology is available it makes it a little bit a, a little bit bearable right it does it does definitely so, so um, with yeah. the water situation, we want to talk about, first of all, are you in Dhaka? I am in Dhaka, yeah. Okay. So, you're, which is, is that the yeah. capital? That's the capital. That is it. Okay. In yeah. the big, there you go. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and uh, what, how is the flooding, like, what was last flood season like? Just, just, I think we should start off there.
1: Well, okay. The last flood season is, was just a few months ago. And it's a regular phenomenon every year because of the nature of the terrain over here. We are barely several feet above sea level. So if you look at New Orleans, it, this whole country is like New Orleans pretty much. Except for the southeast, there's a little bit of hilly area. So, and it's also a subtropical region, so we have a lot of rainfall. And especially during monsoon. So when it rains, uh, the water, you know, it kind of slides off into the rivers. But the rivers get so much water, then it overflows into all the land surrounding it. So it's a very natural phenomena. And you really can't do without it. So, I I mean, you really can't do anything about it. It it has to be such a massive undertaking to be able to uh, hold the water off. Just imagine what you had in New Orleans, you know, when Katrina happened. Right, so it was devastating. But if you imagine the whole country being like New Orleans, so what do you do? And so it's become a regular phenomenon. We're almost prepared for it because we know that it's happening year in and year out. It's really a question of degree, uh, you know, how severe it's going to get. And now with more land getting filled up, there's less place for the water to go to. And so it's it's a regular phenomenon. To answer your question, when did it happen? The last it was just a few months ago. Now it's it's a dry season, so we're okay now. But the several months ago, it was, uh, we, we, you know, we were we were seeing the, so, uh, the accumulation of water.
2: Yeah. So Bangladesh is now at the the inevitability phase, meaning it's going to happen every year, and we know it's going to happen. And I think, I mean, it seems like trending, like we're all going to get that way. At least certain parts of every country, depends upon how close they are to the water. So. What, the old way of dealing with it, I think maybe in the 1960s they built these, but they were called polders uh, from what I've read, but those are like, uh, what we did in New Orleans, where you build a levee around it. You know, I lived in New Orleans in 2003 for a summer. I was telling Kaplan- He was in charge of the levees. Was I, was, I was in charge. <laughs> I was working in a music magazine. And uh, what, th- what I told Kaplan was they had, as part of like the tourist thing to do in 2003, a year before Katrina, was you could go to the top of the tallest building in New Orleans, and they'd be like, oh yeah, come to the top, have a drink, like a th- $20 cocktail, and you can look out and see how New Orleans is surrounded by levees holding out the water. So, meaning New Orleans is in a fish bowl. It's in a bowl. Like it's under, all of New Orleans was underneath the water system. And none of these idiots at the top of these buildings thought that somehow that was gonna break or anything bad was gonna happen. Of course it did. And then when that happened, it the water filled in the bowl. And which, so New Orleans went under underwater, basically parts of it. Um, so, what I've read—that is what is this term of a polder? I think that they use. That uh, the in, Dutch, I, in yeah. Dutch, Dutch kind of created and then was used in Bangladesh in certain parts, almost to create these communities. Am I right? Is it,
1: oh, well, yes. But there's so much you can do, as I mentioned before. It's and uh, what's different over here, terrain-wise, is that it's a riverine country, meaning that we have rivers just about everywhere. So if you look at the um, the ter- the geography on the very north are the Himalayas where the Everest is. Okay, so why is it that we have so many rivers? We meaning not only just Bangladesh, but also a good part of India and Myanmar, is that on the very north are the Himalayas, and when the 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 snow melts, it melts and it becomes a river, and then then as it goes downstream, and then it all ends up in the ocean. So it's like a lot of veins and sub veins are like literally hundreds and thousands of rivers. So unlike New Orleans where it's land and you're surrounded by water, here we have water bodies within the, all the land mass and the land mass isn't that high enough anyway. So if you look at, you, know, you mentioned about global warming, so there's more snow melting. And so there's more water coming down and then the rivers are also uh, getting a lot more water than you would normally have. And then there are also these dams upstream and whoever controls the dam, sometimes it's another country who has the dam, which is India. So if they're opening the dam, a lot of more water is coming in. If they have the dams closed for whatever the reason, then we're not getting much water. Then, so, so it's very unpredictable. Also, how much of water are in the rivers depends on when and how and on what basis these dams are opened up upstream and it's in another country. Just imagine if... If uh, if the dams were in Canada and the rivers flooded, the, the river Mississippi is coming into the United States, but they're opening and closing the dam, and, and then you you have no control of how much water you have in the river. We, we so that's one factor.
3: Them.
1: Yeah, that's crazy. <laughs> you don't have to nuclear. I mean, we don't have the nukes unfortunately, but they have <laughs> the nukes. So uh, so that's one the factor. Then there are all this rain. So so now the when you fill up the river, they're overflowing. Uh, so so how do you build a dike? Uh, like the like the Dutch did, you know, they they built a dike so the land is actually below sea level and you like put a wall there like Donald Trump's wall and that holds the water. It really doesn't work over here that way. So yeah, it's eventually it's an inevitable that, thing we're gonna have the flood.
2: Eventually the wall breaks, right? And it it fills up these towns villages whatever they might be so so the yeah. solution so what i've read that bangladesh has started more recently coming up with solutions to not keep out the water but to live within amongst the water almost to to not resist it but to use it is that is that happening
1: well it happens in the sense that you want this water to end up in water bodies instead of land where people are living, right? Yes. Another problem is that a lot of, uh, for economic reasons, and it definitely has an environmental impact. And again, I'm not an expert on this matter, but it's just based on observation. It's the common knowledge.
2: That's what our show is, by the way. Yeah, (laughs) Yeah. not an expert. (laughs) We have comedians (laughs) on to talk about- I'm an engineer too. Oh, you're an engineer I'm an engineer too. I'm an engineer, so. Our audience is gonna get extra smart today.
1: Nice. Uh, yeah, so so I'm not I'm an electrical engineer, not a civil engineer. Who close uh, enough, who are the close experts enough. on close enough for you, guys? Okay, <laughs> so the thing is that a lot of these water bodies are also getting filled up because there's so there are so many people. We have 160 million people in 56,000 square miles. Just to put things in perspective, we're smaller than the state of Michigan. And we have one hundred sixty million people, and the joke is that if Bangladesh were ever a state of the United States, we'd have one hundred seventy electoral college votes. You know, that's how much. You know, everybody (laughs) would be running after us. Today, fourteen December, we would be like kicking ass because of fraud. I think first. Yeah. So, I mean, we would be the champion of electoral votes. That's how many people we
2: have over here. It's like, anyway, you have more than Russia,
3: the entire country. I mean, to put it in perspective,
2: you have half of the United States population living in the state of Michigan. Yeah,
1: exactly. Exactly. And in the US, you have 9,000 people equals one electoral vote, right? So just do the math. How many electoral votes we would have had? We'd kick ass right now. Yeah, no, they might. So.
3: Who would you vote for? Because if it's Trump, they might put you into the country real quick just to
1: get him over. <laughs> well, the- I mean, see, 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 see. If we digress to Trump, I mean, uh, the thing is that I, I have this theory that many comedians actually vote for Donald Trump because. Donald Trump keeps comedians in business.
2: That's true. <laughs> look
1: at Stephen. Look at Stephen Colbert. He's losing. Stre- he's losing his team. His last monologue was on his two-year-old footage of. What he did in New Zealand, because he's running out of topics. I I mean, after come January twenty, we'll all be out of business. All the comedians must have voted for Trump.
2: That's what I think. I'm with you. Stephen Colbert's ratings were terrible before Trump. Mm. He was on the air and barely getting anything, and then he switched to Trump, and it it like shot him through the roof. I mean, I I, I mean, it's not just him. I mean,
1: hang on, I'm going to show you something.
3: (laughs) No, no, he's gone. (laughs) He's gone on a. He's got props. Got slideshows, the smartest it's, podcast. Sorry,
1: ever. I'm just kind of going off back over here. But no problem. Just imagine, I'm like this poor man's Jimmy Kimmel. And I had <laughs> this friend who I, uh, who lives in California. I asked her, can you get me a Donald Trump wig? And she <laughs> got me this Donald Trump wig, oh boy, which I use occasionally. Yeah, so uh, it's like a cheap you gonna, one. Can it's you like put that toys. on? <laughs> I can I can, I sure Since can and and trust me and, and she wouldn 't take money from me she said you 've got to do comedy at my brother 's wedding, which is horrible when you do comedy at a wedding it's it 's the most horrible thing you could do as a comedian, but I did just because of donald trump 's wig, so I got this, and just imagine me a poor man 's jimmy kimmel i even <laughs> i email even, even milked your president to yeah. Uh, have uh, you know occasional uh, arrivals of uh, a... Donald Trump, a brown version of he would freak out. I'm I'm like Donald Trump's nightmare. I'm being Donald Trump as a classic uh, symbol of uh, immigrants he doesn't want inside the <laughs> United States. So I'm doing this Trump image, and I do a pretty good impression. I'm telling you, <laughs> you know, people people give me a lot of flack over here. So David, why did, why aren't you? doing comedy on local politics. I say, you know, you can't, that's like taboo. You can't, I'll get arrested. So okay. I have a Donald Trump wig and that's not it. And then I also have a Boris Johnson wig. Oh, okay. yeah. so They look the same. Okay. Pretty much the same so they wig. They look the same, like, yeah. it, 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 pretty much the same. Yeah, it's like Amazon cheap stuff. So anyway. You could, right. If you could
3: come to America wearing that wig you get in as an immigrant, Trump made that an exception. You look I, like him. So. I, yeah, same.
1: probably. <laughs> Oh Probably. my God! But, uh, but, but just to put things in perspective, everywhere—not just the United States—even here, comedians are making money out of Donald Trump. I made money out of Donald <laughs> Trump just by wearing this ring. I'm gonna miss him definitely.
2: That's amazing.
1: <laughs> sorry, <laughs> I digress from o- water this, to Donald Trump.
2: This is it's our, our o- okay. T- uh, all right, yeah, back to the water. So, um, sorry. So I, I was I was reading stuff about how they're putting they're building um, and sometimes in the villages where it's flooding every single year, they've decided, as opposed to getting their houses flooded, they're building them up onto stilts almost. And then digging you know ponds underneath it. Do you, are you familiar with that stuff?
1: Yeah. Yeah. That, that's, it's like, almost like um, uh, in New Orleans, you know, I, I remember I was visited this cemetery in New Orleans where the cemetery is actually raised on pillars because, certain time the water comes. I don't know if you've been there. And it's very much like that because you know that uh, certain times of the year it's almost given that the water is going to come. So rather than have your house being underwater, you build it on stilts. And these are also a lot of times they're just uh, shanty houses you build on bamboo sticks, you know, and it's cheap, it's quick. But the advantage is that when the water comes, you are above water.
2: Okay. Yeah. And almost they were saying that some people were even digging, not only like the house would be at ground level, but under their house, they would dig a ditch that would then would become a pond once the once the water came like it filled up the ditch under their house. And then the house is on the stilts. So uh, there's water underneath you, but not in your house because it's all going down into the ditch. And then in the summertime, when the, the, or whenever the, the hot season came, uh, the water would evaporate and cool the, cool the house by the, the water going up. Is that correct? Okay.
1: Um, yeah, have you seen uh, a home that, like this? You, you know, you're, put, you're putting me on the spot right now because <laughs> you know more about this than I do. Well, no, so uh, that's my question. It, is. Yeah, so, go ahead. So go ahead. But uh, I, I wouldn't be surprised if something like that is happening because as you were saying that it, it, everything is adaptive. You know the water's gonna come you know the, you can't keep the water out so what's the best you can do about it and if that's happening it's it's definitely innovative
3: do you do anything specifically at your home for do you have any sort of
1: dude you, dude <laughs> i mean you're like truly american you know you have this typical question that if you live on a tree you have like snake charmers no i live in the city man okay i, that's a I, I live in that's taka a city but 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 to be to be to be fair Taka City, despite being the capital city, and it's it's like the New York City, it's very cosmopolitan. But at the same time, Taka City actually gets a lot worse flooded. Mm -hmm. And this is called water logging. You can have a half a day of rain and you'll have a foot of water on many of the major streets. And that is a man-made calamity because one, a lot of people are bad with trash. They're throwing plastic here and there. So the drainage sewage systems get clogged, number one. Mm. Number two, a lot of the areas around the city, because it's a, it's a, if, if you talk about urban sprawl, Taka City is the classic example of urban sprawl. You know, out of these 160 million people in the whole country, 20 million live in Taka City alone. So it's very, Centralized, unlike the US, you know, you have major cities all spread out. Even in India, it's very decentralized. You have states, their own governments. Over here, everybody wants to come and live and work in Takka City. So there's a lot of pressure here. Out of 160, 20 million people live in the city. It's not a big city area wise. So if there's so many people, now the city is expanding, and generally the country is lowland, which becomes uh, uh filled with water, but now what's happening they're dredging meaning that they're uh, they're actually digging soil from under the rivers uh, of the big rivers and bringing that soil and filling up all these lowlands around the city. So the city is getting bigger, but the problem is when the rain happens, the water has no place to go. Before, this water would go to these, it's like a sewage system, right? Like the lowlands, the water would go there and the city would be dry. Now the city had, the water has nowhere to go. So Taka City, despite being like New York City, um, uh, it's got its affluent pockets and everything. Half a day of rain, we get water a lot. So that's the huge problem.
2: All right. Uh, Navid, hold that thought and we're going to cut away. We have our first sponsor our first paying sponsor ever on the podcast. How cool is that?
1: Yes. Yes.
2: Just came I mean, in while I, we were recording. <laughs> I, I mean, if you, if you want me to plug your
1: sponsor, I'd be happy to, I know you've got to keep them happy. So we'll we'll tell you about
2: it real quick and then we'll cut away. uh, But it's called Magic Spoon, Naveed. It's a uh, magic
1: spoon. I love magic spoon. I've never heard of magic spoon, but I tell you, everybody in Bangladesh is going crazy about magic spoon. You got to sponsor this show because 160 million people (laughs) do not go to bed without the taste of magic spoon, whatever the hell that is. <laughs> <There> <laughs> they do is. sponsor
2: the show. They are a them. sponsor. We don't have to tell him. <laughs> not me. It's getting him to sponsor. No, no. You gotta. You tell your sponsor that the
1: poor man's Jimmy. I'm, I'm not kidding you. Oh, I well, he wants him to sponsor him. I, I mean, tell me. I'm, I'm actually endorsing this. You know, You're I'm endorsing. Tell him that the the Jimmy Kimmel of Bangladesh. Is endorsing the this, spoon? This, uh, How amazing the magic spoon. is
2: that? Listen, you hear that magic spoon? The Jimmy Kimmel of <laughs> Bangladesh is on board. All right, Cap, let's go to our let's uh, let's hear more about magic spoon. Magic spoon,
3: Kaplan. Yeah, we're very excited to have our first sponsor.
2: It's our first paying sponsor. Yeah, we've had sponsors before in the past, but they didn't give us anything. Bunch of so cheapskates, those guys. Jay gave us free whatever. Who cares? Who needs them? We now have Magic Spoon. Kaplan, this is a grain-free cereal. All right, Magic Spoon. Remember when you were a kid, you had like, what's, there were two kinds of families, I think, when we were kids. For cereal, there was the families like mine who nothing, there was no sugary anything cereals
3: Th- that's you know? child abuse your family and in my family we were the ones we were every kid's favorite family on the block cuz we had everything we had all the sugars every single name i won't name all those those old fashioned ones but we had we had them all in our house kids came over they liked to eat every morning i grew up on it so i've been hankering for it my whole life that sugary cereal
2: buzz well, now we got it, Cap. Yep. Magic yep. Spoon, yes. So Magic Spoon is a <laughs> cereal company. You can only get it by ordering it. And if you want to order it, you go to magicspoon.com slash lost, L-O-S-T, and you put in L-O-S-T at checkout to get free shipping. You can't buy this in the stores. You can only get it through us. Magic Spoon, grain-free cereal. They have four flavors. They have cocoa, fruity, frosted, and blueberry, four different flavors. And it's all what you would think of when you were a kid, those sugary cereals. So the best part is it's no sugar. It's sugar-free. It's keto-friendly. It's gluten-free. It's grain-free. It's soy-free. It's low-carb and GMO-free. So it's the perfect, if you're a nostalgic hipster type who also wants to be
3: paleo or wants to be healthy in general, you want to lose some weight, this is the way to do both. You get the, the, the mental, the nostalgia of the, eating the cereal. I've heard they're they're delicious, right? They're every, all I the had flavors it for breakfast this you, morning. What Jeff. did you have this morning? What flavor do you have?
2: Cabo's, I can hear you dying of Corona over there. Uh, my They haven't sent it to you. It hasn't arrived for I you haven't yet. I haven't got it yet. So. Think because you're still in quarantine. But for me, they came yesterday. This morning, I had the blueberry flavor. It was fantastic. I'm For those people watching on YouTube, I'm mm-hmm. holding in front of me. Which one is this? This is the frosted. So this is what I'm going to try next. The blueberry was insane. It, it was so good. I don't understand how it has no sugar in it. Yeah, I tried it. I tried it. Apparently it says no sugar. So there's no sugar, but it just tastes like any of those fruity. Like we said, we're not naming the kinds, but those things you had when you were a kid. I mean, you were now a you kid can have or- it as adults and you can give it to your kids. How about that?
3: Yeah, I've dumped my kids. I dumped all their terrestrial cereal down the trash. All their regular cereals is gone. They're going to be eating this every morning. They're going because they got to be fit. I want to raise fit children, not fat slobs like the rest of America. No so fat slobs. I'm going to raise slob. fit, fit kids. If you want to raise fit kids, if you want to be fit, the holiday season's coming up. You know, you get, you have, then you have the rest of the day to eat your uh, sugars and stuff. But breakfast, most important meal of the day, right? So eat healthy. That's the most, that's the meal you eat the
2: healthiest. So you this don't is when wake up. With just 10 pounds. I mean, Dr. Bob, he's a doctor. He was, he was feeding you this stuff when you were. (laughs) He's a foot doctor is the problem. It it comes down to the feet. The feet want sugar. This has zero (laughs) sugar, 11 grams of protein, only three net grams of carbs in each serving. I had one bowl. I'm full. That was a breakfast for me. Anyway, magicspoon.com slash lost, L-O-S-T. Be sure to use our promo code lost at checkout to get free shipping and magic spoon so confident in this cereal it is backed with 100 happiness guarantee happiness they're guaranteeing you not just satisfied taste happiness you will be happy eating this you'll be happy so but you can't say yes the cereal made me happy but i'm happy but i'm unhappy about the georgia election right no
3: that doesn't count don't give us that that loophole no it's it's got to be the cereal specific happiness
2: Yeah. Yeah. Serial specific happiness guarantee. So if you don't like it for any reason, they'll refund you none money back, hundred percent money back. No questions asked. They're not going to ask, Oh, was, are you unhappy? Because you know, you got, uh in a car accident yesterday they're not gonna ask you why but just (laughs) not gonna ask about that exactly but the most main reason why you should buy this is because if you buy it and you use our promo code lost they know l-o-s-d lost they know then we're making money for them exactly and And
3: then it's good for us so that's what we like to say buy your first box for us you could buy your second box for you yes and uh but, but do it do it for us we need you know come on we
2: need to come we need to show on. we're salesmen <laughs> we've we been doing this for four years kaplan i mean this is insane i mean four I mean, years it's... and they say rome wasn't built in a day they didn't say it was going to take four years they did not say that you know, but here you start, we go we... we finally arrived at it four Don't years down, in, audience. <laughs> four years in we're please. finally making money <laughs> please buy it Begging <laughs> you. please. I, I'll it. send you my credit card, maybe. If, you know, if you hit me up in Twitter. <laughs> Maboob just endorsed it five minutes. We've been doing this for five and a half minutes. Now. yeah, he endorsed this five minutes ago. He's the number. He told him you heard him. He's the number. he's the Jimmy Kimmel. Jimmy Kimmel <laughs> yeah. yeah, he's on board. you You have no excuses no excuses uh it, well, i should say that it's uh u.s only it's currently shipping in the united states so unfortunately we're missing out on 160 One million yes 160 million people in bangladesh but besides them anyone in the united states all 50 states this is no lower 48 business if you're in alaska we're big in alaska cap all right good good All right, alaska boom you get it and if there's a place you need breakfast it's alaska you,
3: need, <laughs> you don't got to go out. This is great for quarantining. The last thing we should say is you order this. You don't have to go to the grocery store. Speak for me. I, I got coronavirus in a grocery store going yeah, to the grocery store. So don't
2: knows.
3: don't uh, don't do what I did. Order it to be delivered you know, to your house.
2: If you would have had magic spoon, Kaplan, you would not you wouldn't have coronavirus. Right I mean, magic spoon might have could have saved my life. So, yes, ne- it could save neither would certain members of your family. And if you want to know who, go to patreoncom lost in the <laughs> double plug. <laughs>
3: anyway magic spoon
2: cocoa fruity frosted blueberry. blueberry you got it memorized already cap that's it magicspoon.com spoon.com slash loss let's get back to navid Mabu. all right we're back kaplan how about that navid kaplan our very first ever sponsor very, you were here you heard you exactly. heard
3: history you heard history <laughs>
2: oh i did and and but
1: on a serious what? note if you have a sponsor on board that tells you uh, that says a lot about the show that means they have uh, they see the value of the show and so definitely congratulations to both of you thank yeah, you thank sir. you
3: we have a it's our audience too we have a very we have a deep pocketed
2: audience and they know that
3: so and, <laughs> right. and a healthy audience so yeah
2: right. so back right. uh let I me mean, back to the uh, to Dhaka. um you yeah. were saying that they're building they're building up uh they're dredging the rivers and they're building up the soil around the city and so is that, again, causing like a bowl in the city because they're raising around no, the city?
1: No, 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 not quite. Uh, the city, if you imagine, the city is in highland, okay? But around the city, there are lots of these rivers, basically. they're yes. no land. So when it rains in the city, this, this water would, I mean, it's, I'm not saying monsoon rain. I'm saying a half a day of heavy downpour. Sure. Then what happens, These all this water to the sewage system ends up in these lowlands, okay? They're, like, they're yeah. like drains basically, if you look at it way, So everything is fine. But now that the city needs to get big to accommodate these 20 million people, so what's happened is that they're bringing this soil, they're dredging this soil from far away rivers, they're putting them on boats and bringing them in here, and they're filling up all these low land to, to develop uh, these new housing developments basically. So now, everything is is there's no low land for the water I to see. drain into and so then what happens this water remains in the city and we get it's not flooding but it's more water logging so you can drive a car but you're driving through a half a foot or a foot of water it's
3: just normal so to be driving through yeah yeah, people, yeah. People in LA couldn't handle that, or a lot of people, a lot of cities in America. Oh, people thinking. in LA can't handle.
1: I used to live in Michigan, <laughs> and people in LA can't even handle a half an inch of snow.
2: Yeah, <laughs> the whole so, city has, shut down. Has that changed the way life, people live at all in in Dhaka?
1: Well, again, they have. Uh, they have. For example, if. Uh, if if it's a half a day of rain, you know that once you go out, I mean, I'm not talking about COVID times. I'm talking about, let's say about a, a eight, nine months ago when there was no knowledge of COVID. You would know that, okay, you know, it's, it's we've had a half a day of rain, I'd better be prepared. My car can break down because it's more than a foot of water. Okay, I got to be prepared for that. If I'm planning to take a motorbike, I'm not going to be on a motorbike because it's going to be, I can't. Go through a foot of water in motorbike. So you prepare yourself. You know that you have to. You you're better off if you had a boat than a car, or a bicycle. So is that happening? Are people happening.
2: are people taking boats?
1: No, I mean. Dumb, uh, <laughs> it, it depends. Land, no, Land but, no, 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 but 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 uh, you know, certain places where it gets really bad, it's, you, you know you do see, and it, it makes the headlines. Oh, look at this! This street is you know yeah. they're using a boat. Okay, I'm not saying it's like a whole a flurry of boats, but somebody actually said, you know what, it's smarter to get a boat out there. So, you know, they said,
2: you know, I'll take a boat out. <laughs> so what does the future look like? So so that's yeah. what's happening in the city. And then in the countryside, it's more extreme flooding. Is I right. mean, they're losing
3: their farms and stuff in a lot of cases, right? Because you can't build anything to when it floods in the countryside.
1: Well, I mean, see, this is a subtropical country to so some. It, it, some crop are okay with with uh, a lot of water, which is, for example, rice. Rice is a very common uh, uh, crop that is cultivated here. And the closest picture I could depict is that uh, in the United States, uh, people know about Vietnam, okay? For for whatever reasons, you know. Mm. I mean, it's, there's a history of Vietnam, whatever. But a lot of movies. A little, okay, a sk- small seeing-
3: skirmish there.
1: A detail. Yeah, a little skirmish, yeah. Yeah, a skirmish. <laughs> but but at least, you know, either in documentaries or movie you've seen Vietnam, yes. right? So if yes. you see Vietnam, that's very much like what this part of the world is. And when you see Vietnam, what do you see? You just see a lot of these uh, paddy fields, right? So yeah. that's what it is over here. These are all paddy rice. And when they're inundated in water, uh, they're okay. Uh, that crop yeah. is okay and that's the, maybe one reason why we grow so much of rice we eat a lot of rice and we have these rice bellies too but they're okay <laughs> it's, not it's not not, not a lot of them yeah, yeah not a lot of them get uh damaged
2: and so what do you think uh, have you heard of it what the solutions might be going forward or what the adjustments are to society or anything like that from the government or or engineers or anybody well, I mean, there's so much
1: that any government can do. You know, I mean, government yeah. can do so much. There are a lot of things we individuals can do. For example, we, if we change certain individual habits, like littering, for example, I'm going on a, a 5 Series BMW. I'm having a bag of chips, and then I'm just throwing it out onto the streets. I'm not getting fined for littering, but these plastic bags end up in the sewage system which is causing a lot of the clogging. So these are things individuals as just from our civic sense, we can make quite a bit of a difference too. Number one. Number two, all these lowlands we are filling up just for the sake of economic gain. We need to stop doing that because these water bodies were there for a reason. If you're filling them up, we are messing with the environment and there's no place for the water to go to so that's again boils down to the individuals how responsible we are and third of course this is not just a bangladesh issue it's a global issue <laughs> that how much heated are we getting the environment that is global warming for example it's all based on emissions. It's all based on how many factories we are running, right? You saw I mean I visibly, we all visibly saw the how how clear the sky was back in March and April when we had a forced lockdown, just because we were just did not have cars on the streets. So so now if everybody doesn't take a car out, but rather they carpool or start using ride sharing, which has become very popular now, so <laughs> these individual habits can actually make, an, uh, make a difference. A lot of people say, I got a money, but I'm not gonna buy a car. It's too much of a hassle, I'm just gonna use Uber. Or I'm just gonna, you know what, I've got uh, four kids in the neighborhood, we'll just take one car, carpool to the school. So these individual habits can all make somewhat of a difference.
3: It's kind of depressing the most successful uh, climate policy that any government's done like in my lifetime has been coronavirus. Like, this year we have low emissions. It's like not even a joke. Like we have low emissions. Like Trump, Trump's final year is going to have the lowest emissions on record for America in a long time. Because of
1: I the mean, not lockdowns. just America. Yeah, yeah. it's just world. not America. It's yeah. just everywhere. I, I there was a very classic photo of New Delhi, the capital of India. They have this uh, the Trump kind of a, uh, structure there, and they actually showed a photo. Uh, from 2018 and 2020, I mean, it's like day and night difference because how clear it is. It was in Mars, probably not as much now, but that in Mars. So yeah, emissions went down. Uh, I mean, we have one of the most polluted environments over here. It's always in the red category, and mm-hmm. we were down to green when the lockdown started, but we we're back in red again.
3: Really. What is what are the do do people do you have any sort of because it's hard because you don't want to combat I mean rising like uh, poverty you you don't want to cause more poverty in a country like Bangladesh so what does the government do to try to get people to lower emissions or as a country is there any sort of policies or
1: well it's just uh, I mean it's all a question of degrees more or less the same thing everywhere right Uh and uh, why did Mister Donald Trump pull out of the Paris Accord he said you know it's not fair you want us to uh, stop our factories and then how are we going to run? And, you, you know, so yeah. it's it's, a, it's more or less the same thing everywhere. It's, it's like a check and balance. You know, you're talking mm. about drilling in Alaska. Everybody wants to drive a car. They need the oil. But they say, you know, we're not going to drill in Alaska because it's a natural habitat. So it's always a trade-off. There's no Nobody win. Trade-off. It's always like you gain, gain something, you lose something. So same over here that, sure, I mean, uh, you want to reduce pollution. But if you shut the factories down, people are going to die. What are we going to I live on and one of the major exports from Bangladesh is the garments industry. You know the mm-hmm. clothes that you Clothing. wear. You go to Sears, or you go to J.C. and trust me, when you see "Made in," it it'll say "Made in Vietnam," or it's going to say "Made in Bangladesh." A thirty-dollar shirt you buy. You know how much they Sears pays over here? Probably like two or three dollars. So I mean, can you imagine how cheap the factories have to run, and millions of people are living off of these factories that's, they're yeah, working that's, at. So if, that's a great yeah, point. So if you shut that factory down, then you know the, what are these people are gonna do? Even America's gonna say, what are we gonna wear? Where yeah. are we gonna get like shirts from J.C. JCPenney? So that well, is- it is, of- it is a
2: great point. You know, like we cleaned up a lot <clears throat> of America in the 70s and 80s and everything, but all that meant by cleaning up in quotes was we just took the factories and shut them down and then We've started done. buying stuff from factories in China and Southeast Asia, and then started saying, oh, China and Southeast Asia, you're polluting so much, but they're polluting because they're producing things that we're buying.
3: They're also polluting because the people are getting, I mean, people are getting lifted out of poverty and it's not like, oh, go back to being poor. Exactly. We, we had our fun and now yeah. it's like, so that's yeah. the,
2: that's the problem. They're poor so we can. We, so, you know.
3: we cause a lot of the problems that are affecting Bangladesh now, but so that's. Shame uh, on you. Sorry.
2: Shame on you us. Should, I, I
3: drove a, a geoprism. I'm not the problem back when I was a kid. No.
1: <laughs> <laughs> geoprism. Yeah. See, this so, is the thing. In America, they say, when I was a kid, I drove this. Over here, a lot of no. people can never say, I drove this. Because <laughs> no. many people don't even I, was buy cars. <laughs> you just hurt my feelings, man. I don't have a car now, by the way. I got three kids. I got no car. Really? I don't have a car That's... either. I don't need a car. <laughs> hey, you, you're, you're in New York City. You don't need a car. <laughs>
2: So what about, um, what about migration? There's, we've read that there's like, people are gonna be, have to live somewhere in the future. Is there a plan for where to migrate people, where, to, where, to, where people can live when a lot of these things, the flooding gets worse and worse?
1: Well, it's one of those things where a lot of people want to live somewhere else because a lot of places are in many ways nicer. So a lot of people, you know, I mean, it depends on Mr., how Mr. Biden does you know, a lot of us will just go to America and live there. That's nice country, man.
2: Well, you can't. No, but I mean, I mean, sure, <laughs> welcome, welcome. But I'm in other part. Yeah. Is the government thinking of oh, people can live in this part of the country or that part of the country? Yeah, is there a safer area? Oh, I see. Oh,
1: or is it? Oh, I see. Oh, okay. Damn, I thought I got my hopes up over there. What are you saying? <laughs> are you, you're saying you're all saying welcome. relocating relocating within the country. Turner yeah. wants to
3: make it bring all hundred sixty million <laughs> yeah, Michigan. Come
2: on, come and on over. We
3: have a lot of space in this country.
1: Let's be honest, the middle of the country.
2: Delta's flights are not very full right now, so this yeah. is a way to fill them up.
1: <laughs> oh, <laughs> tell me. I mean, we'll fly not only coach, we'll fly cargo. We'll we'll be in the cargo. <laughs> we'll come there, man. Cargo. Yeah. I mean, we'll That's hang safer. On. We, we we hang on, we hang on buses when we travel. We can go intercity five hours. We can just hang on a bus. You know, if the planes don't fly that high, we can hang on the engine. Not a big deal, deal, man. We'll show up. We'll show up right. But no, to answer your question, um, there's always this, uh, there is a a huge pressure on Dhaka City. As I mentioned, 20 million out of 160 million live in just Dhaka City. It's a small city. It's not that big a city, geographically speaking. So there is always the benefit if if people are spread out. But the, the problem is that Bangladesh is not as decentralized, though it is decentralized, meaning let's say in the U.S. you have 50 states. They're all like 50 countries, basically, right? You can live anywhere and you're fine. You get good hospitals, you get good schools, you get yes. good companies, everything's fine. Over here, it's not as evenly distributed. All the best things, relatively speaking, are in Takka city. So everybody wants to be here. So let's say if your work sends you to a smaller town, you actually have cleaner air. It's nice and open. It's not crowded. But you want to come to Taka City because you want to send your kids to a good school, which you're not going to get over there. So it's, of course, all these are being addressed. uh, But the country is just 49 years old. I mean, if you look at United States, it's like you're being in 1830, if you start from the clock from 1776. Right. So if we're like the United States at 1830, that's when really electoral colleges had to work their butts to go down to washington to actually cast their vote so that's how young this country is it's going to take well, some time well i got good
3: news we didn't have any problems after 1830 uh, until you know we, we were
2: we were smooth, <laughs> smooth sailing this the 19th century i i want to say too that you bring up a great point in researching this podcast in, in researching in advance to do this podcast I, the first thing I came across is that Bangladesh was founded in 1971.
3: Yeah, I had no idea and that. Right.
2: blew my With mind. Disclosure. I thought Bangladesh was hundreds, if not thousands of years old. I, know. I had <laughs> no idea. No. No,
1: I mean, it depends on how much time you give me on the history But this. In fact, today is 15th of December. And tomorrow, 16th of December, is the victory day. Bangladesh turns 49 years old tomorrow. Wow. So yeah. Happy holiday.
3: birthday, Bangladesh. Thank episode.
1: you. So tomorrow is our 4th of July, basically. So, yeah, 1971 is when Bangladesh was born. And Bangladesh, to give you a very, uh, very 30-second history, is that the India uh, consisted of one single country called India, which consisted of Pakistan, Bangladesh, and India. Till 1947 and the British came, you know, that's the typical story, nice. British come and then it's time for Brexit, they screw everything up. <laughs> so they came, they, they came, they just came on a, sh- it's not even an army, their businessmen came here, they took over the country for 119 years. And when they left, they said they we're gonna split it up into two countries called India and Pakistan. But they did the demarcation based on just religion. That's okay, Hindus are in the middle, they're in India, Pakistan, all Muslims all on this side and that side. Now, there, it happens that it's like two separate countries, I mean, two separate pieces of land, and there was India right in the middle. So there was a lot of uh, issues, discrimination. So Pakistan ruled the area Korea.
3: then?
1: Yeah, so it was West Pakistan, was what today is Pakistan, and East Pakistan is uh, what is today's Bangladesh. And there was a country called India right in the middle. So one country split into two with another country. So just imagine, United States, just imagine like it's... Uh, Mexico and Canada are the same country, and then you have United States in the middle. Okay, and then Canada has everything going nice, and Mexico, they get all the crap over there. It's like they they get nothing, discrimination. So then Mexico one day says, screw it, you know, uh, we're just going to be an independent country. So it was like 27 years of discrimination, and then finally, uh, there was a war, and then we became independent. But America didn't support us at that time.
3: Didn't.
2: Oh
1: come on! No, it did America. not. That, were that, you guys communists
3: not. or something? At the time? Oh, you no, know, We were not. We were
1: absolutely not communists. But you know, Henry Kissinger, your Secretary of State, man, Dr. this Dr. guy, Doctor Kissinger. Doctor <laughs> Kissinger, yeah. is he, so he screwed up a I few mean,
3: parts
2: of the world as well. Oh
1: man, and he got the Nobel Peace Prize. That's that's the funniest thing.
2: Oh yeah. Well, know, what did he do? Henry. Give me the story because I don't know it very well. Obviously, I didn't. Okay. I don't know it at all.
1: <laughs> okay, so so when the war had so there was a war of independence, basically. And it was it started 26th of March, and ended at 31st of December. So, so when the um, uh, so the Bangladesh started the war against West Pakistan, but then India came and helped us, Bangladesh become independent. Now, India also had a vested interest because India and Pakistan are rivals. You know, since 1947, they're arch enemies. So they actually had the Pakistan on two fronts. Okay, so imagine if Canada interest. and yeah yeah so if they say you know what if i can you know, help bangladesh the east pakistan become independent i only have to worry about pakistan on the on the West. divide side.
2: and conquer they call that exactly. so, so
1: yeah so no war no war is actually fought uh you know out of uh, uh out of charity there's always a vested interest right like when the U- u.s went to vietnam it's not that they say oh we're gonna keep the communists out they just wanted to make sure that the u.s had its Clear sphere of influence. I'm sorry I bring that up. So, so it worked out <laughs> okay. that Bangladesh became independent and India has only Pakistan to worry about right now. So that's really the history.
2: Wow. And, and what oh, did
1: we just
3: stay out of it? Or what you were saying? Oh, yeah.
1: Oh, okay, the United States. What happened? You know, this was the uh, time of the Cold War, okay? Either your, uh, uh, your Soviet bloc or your-
2: uh, Right, US.
1: Uh, U.S. The only bloc. good
2: communists, the dead communists. That, that time. Damn. Yeah, <laughs> uh,
1: yeah, true. Now, Bangladesh or Pakistan was never a communist country, but uh, Pakistan, despite having military rulers, was a very close ally of the United States yeah. because you know they would buy arms and everything. So they didn't want to piss off the eastern part of the country. And so what, when, when uh, you know, the, the Sixth Fleet or something was stationed in the Bay of, uh, you know, in the Indian Ocean, and then uh, 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 also in the United Nations, there was a lot of debate on this, uh, you know, uh, in favor of Bangladesh becoming an independent country. And the only country that vetoed was the United States. And then uh, this is actually part of history of Boston, that the, there were a lot of arms being loaded up on a ship, which was destined for Pakistan and Americans from Harvard and MIT, they actually went and protested and they were trying to block these arms shipment going to Pakistan because there was literally a genocide going on. We lost 3 million people. I have friends who, who's, whose, whose uh, parents were murdered and they were never found. And it was like systematic, almost like ethnic cleansing going to 3 million people. It's not a matter of joke. That many people died? So, um, but at that time, Pakistan was a real, uh, you, you know, it was a real close ally of the United States. And the Washington said, you know, I'm not going to piss off. Become independent, but, you know, we're not going to support that. So that's really what the equation was at that time.
2: Wow. Okay. Yeah, I had no idea. And so now where do we stand? I know I've been reading that. India, historically, maybe because of 1971, has been seen as like an ally of sorts, but sometimes a rival. But now China is coming in and building, giving a lot of, building a lot of bridges and roads and infrastructure. And uh, what's the relationship now like between um, Bangladesh with China on one side, India on the other side?
1: Wow, you've done your homework, man. You know a lot. Yes, uh, guy. That yeah, is yeah, so very much research. Point. <laughs> uh, he's done. And he, this is a, actually a very interesting point. Historically, if India has been a very close ally of Bangladesh because, you know, uh, all said and done, I mean, they, they helped Bangladesh become an independent country. They fought the war on behalf of Bangladesh. So there definitely has to be a sense of gratitude over there. And so hence, uh, o- over the years, uh, India and Bangladesh are very close. But then again, you know, Bangladesh is now 49 years old. It's like, you know, you're like a teenager kid, you know, said, okay, fine. Uh, You know, we got, we got an ally, but we just want to make sure the ally doesn't always, uh, this good friend of mine has been good to us, has helped us become an independent country. But we also don't want this ally to always have us do things that we may not necessarily agree with.
2: You don't want them to own you, right?
1: exactly you know i'm just being diplomatic yeah. so that i don't get into trouble so no, no trouble
2: um, over here
1: <laughs> yeah, so so then there's china over there which is a regional it's almost become a superpower right now and china and india are also our rivals yes you know on one side there's india and pakistan on the south and uh, southwest and on the northeast is india and china so now it's almost like uh, bangladesh is an attractive young lady and two uh, two guys are courting this, this girl. And, yeah. you know, we we're being very careful. We say, you know what? Fine, we can two times. It's, it's okay. Yeah. I mean, I'm not open. married. Can I can time. two times. So, so you get your what? free I'm dinners. Go...
3: Get your free dinners, ladies. Uh, you know,
1: yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. You know, I'm going to, I'll date you like four days a week. I'll date you three days a week. I get free dinners. And guess what? I mean, I keep both in check. So, Bangladesh has become very clever. I, I would say is very smart saying that, you know, why am i am going to just pull all my eggs in one basket. And so here, China wants to be good friends. Here's uh, India wants to be good friends. And guess what? Here's also the United States, which wants to be good friends. Look at that. And in countries like these, how do you become good friends? Uh, you, You actually become a part of the infrastructure development. So that means, let's say you want to build a bridge. You say, you know what? We're going to give the expertise. We'll give you low interest loan. That's one. Another is that we can sell you things like arms or aircrafts and stuff. That's where the United States loses out because they try to come and sell, but everything is so expensive. And then they say, oh, Chinese is cheap. Uh, So even if you want to buy a fighter jet, you can buy three fighter jets with what you would uh, buy an F-18 Hornet from the United States. So that's where the United States loses out. So U.S. is also trying to uh, uh, be a part of this thing. So Bangladesh is in a very of position in here uh, in that sense, I would say, is that you have these big brothers around you, not just one or two, but there are three. And you say, You could do it's fine. I, I want to be in good relationship with everybody. And why not? I have nothing against anybody. Everybody's been good to me. I'm good to everybody, but I'm going to be very democratic in the way i show my friendship so yeah you, know, you, you build this bridge you build this bridge okay you build this bridge so america <laughs> builds really one bridge.
2: bridge china builds another india builds the third yeah. so what's okay. the so you said earlier that you know nothing's for free there's always some or nothing's yeah. altruistic there's always some reason what's yeah. the reason why everybody wants a piece wants to be friends with bangladesh is well, it? i geographic? mean uh, is it because where you're located uh, um
1: also uh, oh, oh, it's a. Uh, It is a growing economy. And by the way, when these bridges or infrastructure are being built, nothing is done for free. They are making money. Their companies are making money. But uh, the the thing is that Bangladesh, I mean, if you just look at it in in terms of pure economics, why is India such a big market for the United States? Or why is China such a big market for the United States? Just because there are a billion people over there, right? Am- Why does Amazon want to come to India? Because a billion people. So we don't have a billion people, but we have 160 million people, middle-income people. It's become a middle-income middle, uh, middle income country. So that means people's buying power has gone up. So from pure dollars and cents, it's a big market for any kind of commerce. So China builds products. India builds products. The United States builds products. So it's pure business sense and dollars and cents that... If you are in good relationship with this country, you have a market where you can sell your products and services. Simple as that.
2: I think it makes sense. Um, so, include what do you see for the future? Uh, back to just for the country, what do you see for the future in dealing with the water crisis? Do you think it's more of an adapting, adapting to the inevitability and building, building infrastructure, building. Uh, architecture around it or or what do you see happening
1: well again i'm not an expert but uh, like any problem it it cannot be a hundred percent adaptive it cannot be a hundred percent preventive because of limited resources it has to be a combination of both yeah and and the adaptive part comes where we individuals have to step up with pure civic sense it's not very hard and from the uh from the technological perspective of course as time goes by uh, solutions will be uh, implemented so uh, uh, you know in the long run it has to be a combination of both it's my my humble opinion
2: okay and what about you uh, how's com- how's the what's comedy been like i know that years ago you opened a comedy club in bangladesh right but are you still obviously you're not performing live i would assume right now because no one or none of us are performing live but when you can perform live are you doing shows around bangladesh are you jumping into india are you regionally are you going around or what does that look like
1: well pre covid time i was just like any comic i was a roadie i were in new york we did a show together we did a live i was in new york exactly Uh, I did a podcast from uh, Stand Up New York, and I headlined there later on again.
2: I heard so it was, it was
1: a, it's a great club. It was great. And so uh, normal times, I would perform here. And when I said perform, meaning either at the comedy club or a lot of corporate shows, mm-hmm. I would go and perform at Good Money. And other times, I would travel. Uh, U.S., you know, last year was four times, actually, but it's, it's a bit of a hike. But then you can go to India, you can go to Thailand or Malaysia or Singapore or the Philippines. They're not too far away, but you actually get to do a lot of stage time and different kinds of audiences to get a good workout. That all kind of came to a stop in March. So we are not doing any shows, the club's not doing any shows just because of the need for social distancing. Not that people are being very responsible now, but I, you know, if if we do a show, people are going to show up, but it's not going to be responsible of me yeah. to be a super spreader.
2: So I'm not the same I haven't done
1: yeah. yeah, I haven't done any shows, live shows for the last nine months. I barely have gotten out of my studio. So I'm doing my TV show and I've done some of these Zoom shows, but they are not as great as, you know, it's not the same as doing a live show.
2: They're um, not the same. So you, sh- you should do mine sometime. I have a Friday these night are the one same. on- oh, you uh I'm trying to think of, it's 8 p.m. Eastern so I think, okay. oh, that'd be early for you, though. It's 7, it'd be 7 uh, a.m. for you. That might be
1: time. <laughs> yeah, but I mean, uh, I mean I, I've done. I, I mean, if it's an actual show with an audience, I, I'd be happy to join. We
2: that. had 350 people watch last week. Oh, it's Are you huge. serious? That many yeah. people? On yeah. Zoom, on, uh, Zoom wow. we get about 100. Uh, let's see. We get about 100 to 150 on Zoom. And then we get an extra wow. 200 on Twitch. We stream it. So there's about 100, 150 live in the, in the Zoom and then also 200 more watching on, on Twitch. Pretty cool. Wow, that's
1: amazing. And these are um, uh, and how is their reaction? Do they, uh, do they it's get great. as much of a kick?
2: Oh, they love it. I mean, we've, had, we've been doing it since April. A lot of regular audience keep coming. We unmute maybe like one third of the people. And so okay. you can hear all the laughter and everything, you know? um and maybe a little less than one third but enough to where you can hear all the laughs coming through and then other people mute themselves and just watch but it's great we pay pay people to do the show so it's a real show wow yeah
1: i'd be happy to do the show i mean if you want somebody joining in i would love to last week we
2: had nick we had a guy in new zealand nick Ratto did the show so we people around the world jump in do it it's a blast but you got to wake cool. up a little early. But we'll definitely get you okay. on if you want to do it. To put them on later on the show. Man.
3: Give them some time. to
2: Cool. Yeah, we'll put you on closer to the end of the hour. So you can <laughs> okay, <laughs> drink cool. some coffee. Cool. Here. Yeah. Awesome. Okay. And uh, how does it work? So I watched your uh, show. I don't know if it was your most. I think it must have been one of your more recent ones because you were talking about Myanmar and Ansung Su Suu Kyi. And, oh, wow. Um, yeah. And that's what we talked about two weeks ago on this show. Right, is- yeah the Rohingya people being kicked out of Myanmar and all that. So you're allowed to talk about things like that. Is that correct?
1: Yeah. In fact, well, that's a very recent monologue I did uh, two weeks ago, I think. And that was on the Rohingya crisis. I talked about that because again, it's not against, uh, it's about another government.
3: So yeah. I <laughs> you can other governments. Government, so that's that's a okay. Laugh.
1: Yeah. So that's okay. But it's a, it's a, it's a very, um, it's a very serious issue. It's, it's basically yeah. what, uh, what 25 years ago happened in bosnia and that's happening over here but nobody's taking notice mm-hmm. and a, a poor country like bangladesh is accommodating over a million refugees and it's 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 uh, it's, it's definitely very commendable i'm i'm not being politically or anything but i think as as just pure human beings Bangladesh has done a tremendous job. They said, you know what? Fine. We don't know how we're going to feed them. We don't know how we're going to keep them. But we can't turn them back because if they turn back, they're going to get killed.
3: Yeah. They've taken in over a million Rohingya into...
1: Over a million. Just imagine this country exploding and still there are over a million uh, refugees over here.
2: And now they're trying to figure out how to do it. We read there's like an island they might they're starting
1: to move yes. people
2: to or they're ch- trying to figure out where to put people basically right
1: well yeah i mean there's a lot of uh, lot of countries and a lot of uh, the un and everything they're saying you know you take transporting some of them to the island uh it's uh, it's it's not that high up it could uh, face natural calamities flooding not a point but the thing is that it's flooding but
2: being uh, in a flood zone is better
1: than
3: whole- yeah, sorry.
1: Well, go ahead. Yeah, because where they are right now, it's there. It's, uh, I mean, you can see some photos. It's, it's like a ghetto. I mean, if, if you cram a million people in several blocks of uh, New York City, just imagine how unhealthy that is for the people who are there. It's really, I understand, even going to that island, though that island has been really built up as a nice city, but it does pose that environmental danger. Does That concern is there, definitely. But what, what else do you do? I mean, if you have a million, over a million people crammed in several blocks of New York City, and there's disease, there's uh, there's uh, a lot, there's this drug peddling, there's so many things to do. I mean, there's no there's no good solution. I mean, there's will no any solution. country? Yeah, will any country take even a twenty thousand, ten thousand? They won't. So Bangladesh is doing the best they can.
2: The yeah, it does seem like it's not the best. It's um. The island mm-hmm. might not be perfect, uh, but a- other countries should step up probably if they think that Especially something else should be done about it, right? Other countries with more well, that resources. Is, yeah.
1: That That is a very general answer. And there was this very famous video that happened in, uh, in London. The, there's one, I forgot the gentleman's name. He asked the question to the Bangladeshi ambassador, they call the high commissioner. And they asked her, you know, you're doing great, but how come you're not doing? I don't think you guys are doing enough. Yeah. And then the ambassador said, you know, the question is really, are you guys doing enough? Are you going to take one refugee? You're not. We are exploding at the seams. We've taken our 1.3 billion refugees. We don't know how we're going to feed them. We don't know how we're going to keep them. We don't have space, nothing. But we say, you know, let's just take them in because otherwise they're going to die. Have you done anything? You haven't. So basically shut the... Bleep
3: up. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs>
1: oh, that's, my gosh. Some money for...
2: Well, that's it. Navid, uh, thank you so much for doing okay. the show, man. Yeah, thanks for having me. And educating yeah. us on your country. Hopefully yeah. uh, Do we feel better
3: at all about our, our future? Probably not, but
2: I don't know. It sounds <laughs> it sounds like it's gonna be tough no matter what. <laughs> yeah, it Unless sounds
3: like we're damned if we do, damned if <laughs>
2: yeah. <laughs> yeah, but you know, for four years, I have
1: to say for four years, you you know, we were actually doing better than you guys, but now January twenty, I think things
2: will turn around in the US too i okay. think so too yeah well i don't know if he can stop flooding but we'll see maybe he can maybe joe
3: biden's got a I guess superpowers <laughs>
2: <laughs> that man Navin maboob thank you so much find him a comedian navid Naboob.com. kaplan go find us patreon.com slash lost in america five bucks a month get the three episodes a week ten bucks you get this t-shirt plus the three episodes a week kaplan that's it what should we do
3: it's time to eat some magic spoon and it's time to get lost
2: get lost <laughs>